1: the place for star wars news features interviews and more then we can do something epic
0: good morning good afternoon good evening please delete as appropriate the force
2: it's calling to you just let it in
0: well howdy doctor doctor hey bruce how's it going I just jumped, it's going well. I jumped right. I didn't do any of the normal intro stuff. I didn't, I, I,
2: you took me off guard there. I you was, looked,
0: your, your webcam's on, so I saw you like kind of looking down. You're ready for I, me to BS I around with the intro. To,
2: I was going to play Uno on my phone, but <laughs> that's not happening now.
0: No, I was going to, you're ready for me to go like, hey, welcome to the Star Wars Report episode 237, we're talking blah, blah, blah. Nah, uh-uh. No, I just went straight for you. How's it going, man? I'm doing well.
2: I mean, you know, been stuck at home for a while.
0: Yeah, you me both, kind of.
2: It's so weird because like when we're doing these shows, I feel like I'm doing shows all day because now all my business calls, <laughs> I'm sitting here with on my mic and my earphones and people are like, oh, what, am I on a radio show? And I'm like, no, I just can hear you and you can hear me better doing this setup. So yeah. well, it's like I'm doing podcasts all day long about contracts.
0: Does it make, Does it diminish the fun though of podcasting? That's the question.
2: No, it actually makes, makes my business calls more fun because oh, nice. then I pretend that I'm actually doing a podcast and I have more fun with it. I
0: tell more jokes. I get made fun. So I, I have, because I'm, you know, my job still is on base um, uh, being a Air Force intelligence officer. And so that is my, my day job. While our our hours may have shifted, we do our work on base. However, all of the like administrative work and a bunch of other stuff. The air force still like so, so many companies and places it's all from home. So I still get stuck on these freaking zoom calls.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but I still do. I do star Wars them up. Sometimes I put on the star Wars background, uh, get a few laughs. I do get made fun of for my over the top podcast setup. Cause this is what I do. My work calls from. And I like, I sound great. Like, Hello everyone. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of this week's administrative meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but yeah man yeah. it's good to i guess i should say my name's riley okay for for those of you who might be joining us for the first time uh hi it's the star wars report podcast we talk about star wars uh so let's do that we have something to report some pleasure. i have good news
1: data brought to us by the bottom spies we
0: can send a clear transmission
1: there it is listen listen
0: uh unlike last week uh in the last show we actually have some um a, a decent amount of news in the world of Star Wars the big announcement which just broke not hours ago as we we're recording this on what is it Tuesday the 30th 30th Mandalorian yes. publishing program revealed exclusive from the horse's mouth from the Bothan's mouth Star Wars dot com they've unveiled a whole host of publishing uh, of publishing tie-ins with the Mandalorian Um Bruce, hit me with some of these. Maybe what's uh, what? There's a good, there's a lot of announcements, but which one of them uh, jumped out to you?
2: Well, the, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been talking all day. The one that jumped out to me, of course, is the original novel, which is not titled here, or maybe it's called The Mandalorian. I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm, you know, because I, I love novels, so that jumped out to me. So I'm expecting it's an original story that we haven't heard of The Mandalorian.
0: I'm hoping so it that's what it, it literally just says the Mandalorian a fish, uh, original novel by author Adam Christopher I'm not you're more of a book person than I'm I'm not familiar with Adam Christopher's work
2: I don't know Adam Christopher or at least I haven't read anything from him so I'm not familiar with him either you, you
0: you even know uh, the the world of Star Trek authors so uh, yes
2: see. i'm I'm a, I'm a kind of a member of that club now
0: uh, yeah it's true that's true we can do the whole <laughs> whole thing
2: uh well the star wars club hasn't let me in though those authors haven't let me in totally oh. even though i've done panels with them they haven't let me in like the other it's, guys it,
0: so. they're t- it's tougher nuts to crack right in some ways he's he did um he contributed to um the uh, star wars from a certain point of view the original one and he's he's written a stranger. Oh, Well,
2: then I have read one of his things. He's yeah he's
0: uh, written a Stranger Things tie-in, a bunch of other. He's Ooh. a very prolific author. Um,
2: I know that. I, yeah, I never read the Stranger Things tie-in. I know that there was at least one, or maybe there's more. I don't know, but I've I've wanted to do that, so maybe I'll check that out.
0: Yeah, he's even done like um like uh stuff based on elementary like the tv show so he's done some different tie-ins and original work but i think this is his first proper entry into the world of star wars which will be kind of cool that's that's pretty cool i'll tell you what jumped out to me immediately and what i'm most excited for is the art of the mandalorian season one by phil show stack cover by doug chang uh that's what's actually in the uh the 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 article itself we'll link to it in the show notes um and you can see it right there on that was the second one on the notes Uh, the second
2: one i was going to mention there because you know we see so much art at the end of the episode yes
0: exactly and it's a big part uh, the concept art of pulling that you know spaghetti western feel is such a huge part of the show uh it'll be really interesting to see that in its development and i love the way phil Shostak has uh, formatted the de- the art of books as they kind of follow the development of the film itself. The Rise of Skywalker art of book is a, is a, I mean, pun slightly intended. It is a work of art because it shows you how the film iterated over time. And some of those key concepts that were lost over time, and they're not afraid to put it out there, which I love that. Um, and I'm, it's probably one of the greater tragedies of the podcast is I did a full, like 40 minute in-depth interview on like the Star Wars art department production style, just like ge- geeking out on how J.J. J. Abrams and Lucasfilm and Disney storyboard out and, and produce art throughout the creative process of making of the Star Wars films and the file corrupted. And so there's, I, I literally, I, oh, I shot, no. I shot really? Phil, I, I kid you not, I did it. This is back, like, back in April, Bruce. I, I don't think I even had the heart to tell you. Um, but I'm happy to say I, I shot him back an email like because originally when this happened I had to let him know that ah uh, it, it, it didn't and we just reschedule a time but it was just so good a great conversation that I knew we couldn't really replicate it and we needed an excuse to talk again and then this announcement came and the second this announcement broke this afternoon I shot him an email I was like okay we're going to have an excuse to have you back on the show. So um, hopefully that'll work out as this book comes out. But that's what I'm definitely most looking forward to. That's not the only ones. They've got the official uh, Ultimate Visual Guide by Pablo Hidalgo. Um, A level two reader book called Allies and Enemies, Mandalorian Allies and Enemies. An untitled eight-by-eight storybook. And then uh, a junior novelization by Joe Schreiber. Mm, author of yes. Death Troopers, which what way to pick that guy for your junior novel?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those kids are going to have nightmares at night.
0: Um, and then finally, uh, there are going to be Mandalorian inspired comics coming from Mar- Marvel and IDW Publishing, uh, as well as magazine novelty and coloring activity titles from Titan. So they they have a bunch of more a bunch more tie in material. And th- Bruce, this is exactly the kind of stuff that we were going to see at Celebration. I guarantee you. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're, they're we're going to see that slow trickle out. We'll probably hear like the official Marvel announcements uh, at a later date.
2: Yeah. But you know, it's like when I saw this, I wasn't like giddy excited about it. I mean, I'm I am excited about it, but it wasn't like something I was like, oh gosh, yes, oh this is great. It was just more of a I expected it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh look,
0: they here, finally announced here, here it. Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, I I definitely, the the art of books takes the cake, but uh, we'll hopefully get um, Phil back on the show and do a proper conversation because that's really, it's it's hard to describe audibly an art of book, but having Phil on the show kind of translated all of his knowledge on, on this whole process and how it works.
2: Maybe maybe when you do that show you should also do it live on YouTube and show some of the art. So if anybody wants to see it visually they can see it there. Ooh,
0: there's an idea. I like that. I like that. I think we're allowed to do that. We can't give away I guess we can't give away the whole book, but I bet uh right. I bet we could do something like that. That'd be cool. Um yeah. And then um in in other news, uh Mark Hamwell's been out and about. <laughs> oh
2: good. He's been allowed to go out and about, huh? <laughs>
0: I don't think, listen, Mark Hamill doesn't care. He doesn't give a, uh, what is the word? A womp rat's patootie. (laughs) Yeah. He, um, you know, Mark Hamill is known to to be very free in voicing his frustrations or grievances with character storytelling before. But he's also a refreshingly honest guy who kind of, he's in that category of his career where he's got nothing to lose. He doesn't have any plans to return to Lu- He doesn't have to please anybody at Disney or Lucasfilm. Either that or he's just losing it. Or or that or he's like, well, <laughs> he doesn't mind losing it. <laughs> um, but he uh, he was on a recent episode of what has happened a lot in the quarantine era. All these different celebrities and stuff are doing their own internet talk shows. Welcome to the club, guys um but yeah we've
2: been doing this for years guys come on you finally (laughs) caught up
0: exactly why isn't mark hamill on this show i'm i'm asking myself the same question right now okay um on that well yeah i'm on it i'm on it um the best i can do now is pull audio from this other show that he was on which is the russo (laughs) brothers directors of the avengers films they have their own internet series called pizza film school Mm -hmm. it's an instagram live series what a world we live in yeah. It's an Instagram live series with the Marvel directors um, where they just have people they want to talk to and they hang out and talk. It's 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 awesome. But they had Mark Hamill on this week. I wish... Thing, dude, is, is an hour and a half long, broken into two parts. It's on YouTube. I'll link to the YouTube videos because I haven't had time to listen to the whole podcast. I'd like to because...
2: I listen to some.
0: Mar- Mark Hamill's amazing. But um, I think the kind of thing that made some headlines uh what's his commentary on a certain deleted scene we'll take a listen right here
1: here's an example of where they changed something because of out of necessities the only organic entrance i have in the trilogy is in empire strikes back in jedi and in star wars my original entrance is cut in jedi i'm in a cave and they're over my lightsaber which i'm assembling and then they pan up and it's a reveal of me in the hood making this new lightsaber in star wars as soon as the robots jettison off of the ship that vader's on you cut to this kid in the desert working on a moisture evaporator he sees a little thing up in the sky takes out his macro binoculars and he sees this little thing up in the sky. Very excited. He tries to get this robot to come with him. Well, come on, get in gear. With the robot malfunction, the sound they dub is <laughs> it's so curly from the Three Stooges. <laughs> anyway, Luke jumps in his land speeder and Wallop, he goes off to Tashi Station, which, you know, I've been ridiculed for all these years, well, you know, do you ever get those power converters? <laughs> ah, i never heard that before. <laughs> so
0: there he is, Mark Campbell. <laughs> but it kind of, I saw a bunch of flood of internet articles talking about it, and I'd never thought about it in that context, is that Luke Skywalker, the central hero of the film, his entrance, his character intro for both Star Wars and Return of the Jedi, cut from the movie. And I, and I still remember the first time I watched Star Wars. I, I was al- already so familiar with it because of my older siblings um, and family tradition of watching these movies. I knew about all the characters. I knew all the main story beats. I knew Luke Skywalker was the hero. And I remember as a kid, the first time I watched it, being like, where's Luke? Where? How long? Luke, because he takes so long. By the time you first hear Aunt Beru's wistful voice in the distance, Luke, Luke, tell Uncle B-Shoy speaks botchy. Right? That's, that's... Yeah. Nailed it, right? I, <laughs>
2: I, I felt like she was here with us at this
0: very moment. But, uh, but I, I guess I never thought about it in that con- context. Did you ever think it was odd that um, Lu- Luke's character is introduced so you know, deep into the movie?
2: Mm, no. But, uh, but see, my experience was different than yours. Because when I first went to see Star Wars, I didn't even know who Luke Skywalker was. So mm, yeah I mean I'd never heard of Star Wars really until I went to see it but of course I've watched it a million times now more than anybody else <laughs> and because I'm just that big of a fan but no uh, but the thing about it is it once I saw the deleted scenes and I had the novelization and I knew about these extra scenes, I remember being disappointed. Oh, why aren't those in the movie? We could have had more star Mm. Wars and star Wars. And I really wanted to see that. I mean, it hadn't been years, years and years and years before I even actually saw those clips. Mm. I only saw pictures and, and what I've read in the novelization and the Marvel comics and all that. But it makes so much sense that those not be there because you don't know who Luke is and you're following yeah. the droids. You're on their journey, and especially in Return of the Jedi, because there's that clip, that scene where he's puts together yeah. his new lightsaber in
0: that little cave. Famously, we're, we were both in the room, right, at Celebration that's right i don't know if we, were, we weren't we didn't know each other we hardly knew knew each other but no
2: but we we knew each other's
0: presence the, in the <laughs> fools. But, but you're right when they showed there. at the and debuted that scene at star wars celebration six six i think um in orlando i'm pretty sure it was an orlando celebration so uh, they were teasing the blu-ray release oh this would have had to been five
2: Oh, then I wasn't there
0: then. Oh, I. I but you're right.
2: To... I do remember it was at celebration. I saw it then online. You're right. Yeah, that's
0: what it was. That's right. I, I wanted to paint yeah. this like dramatic uh, storytelling version. Well, we of can us. go
2: there. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I just forgot I was Whoa, there. Wow. In spirit, but, but that entrance in Return of the Jedi. I'm glad that scene's not in there because his entrance in Return of the Jedi come into Jabba's palace. Mm. With that robe on, it's like
0: ooh, choking out some is, Gamorrean guards.
2: Yeah, what is Luke now? Ooh, well, you know, he's he's is he a Jedi Knight? now? Like, what side. is going well, on? I mean, I love that that entrance.
0: Yeah, he's a badass, is what he is.
2: He's a badass.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it I, as as in many things in Star Wars, I think I can best illustrate the how to frame the storytelling decisions through the brand new docu series Into the Unknown: The Making of Frozen Two. So, <laughs>
2: It's so funny. We were just talking about this upstairs before I came
0: down to do this. Wait, have you seen it? It's so
2: good. No, it's so- I haven't. But my daughters are telling me about it. I do plan to watch it's it. It's
0: so freaking good. Um, <laughs> unironically, it is amazing. But in, at one point, it, they dig into Disney's iterative process for making these films and they bring in filmmakers to screen and they do do story notes all through the process, very late into the game. Very unlike George Lucas did, or so I thought. But when I see this illustration of it, it reminds me of how in the opening, and, and stay with me, guys. I know it's Frozen 2 reference, but I think it fits. The uh, original opening for the film, they had this big opening music number that did a lot of exposition about the Nathaldra people and the history of the world of Frozen and what happened with, uh, it, with, with I don't know, it, it, it kind of gave context to the whole subplot of the of Frozen 2, which I won't go into here, but the... The point being, they realized it got the exposition there to make the audience understand, but it didn't really give the audience a reason to care about any of the exposition because it didn't connect it to any of the main characters. So they instead changed it to the opening scene of it being a bedtime story with the two girls that we know and love, Anna and Elsa, and their dad reading it to them. And that goes into... Um, the opening of the film. and But that little tweak was they wanted to bring in those two instantly recognizable characters. So, you know, fast forward to years later to a kid watching Star Wars for the first time who's heard of the hero of Luke Skywalker. You're kind of expecting that intro, that big hero intro in the first opening act of the movie, but it just isn't there because that's not what it was when Star Wars came out. When Star Wars came out, Luke's... I mean, he was a protagonist, but like it was... I don't know, uh, it was an adventure sci-fi film. It wasn't necessarily about the, the hero that was going to save his father. It was just the hero that was going to blow up the Death Star.
2: Yeah, and and the th- and again, when I saw it, of course, I didn't know about these deleted scenes. I didn't know who Luke Skywalker was, but as time went on, like I was saying, it was like, as I knew of these scenes, I was disappointed it wasn't in there because to your point, I thought of Star Wars as being, after seeing it, I thought of Star Wars as being, a luke skywalker movie and even i have the original novelization here and it even it says the adventures of luke skywalker because that's yeah. how it was like portrayed in a lot of the marketing people would look at this movie as star wars it's about luke skywalker and so i thought why wouldn't they leave scenes in there about you know more yeah. about
0: him But in
2: the overall context of stuff, it works better this way. Mm -hmm. And now with the other films, it does too. I think.
0: I think it does. It it it, um it fits into the way we look at the Skywalker family as the central, the central thrust of the saga now, in a way that oh yeah we just especially
2: after the prequels yeah and because when you watch the prequels you know baby Luke is you know he's been given away at this little farm on Tatooine and when you watch A New Hope and you see Tatooine and then you see the farm you're like oh this is it.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I, I remember hearing that um, that John Williams theme for the first time for me as a kid watching A New Hope. I, I instantly knew it and recognized it, and it's just a different. It's almost a weird. Maybe that's why Star Wars has had such a legacy. Is that it? It its reputation precedes itself in a weird way. That when when those those John Williams notes of the Force theme is Luke Skywalker. You know, Luke. I was joking about it, but at that moment you hear the. Dun dun, da da dun, 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 and you hear it you know off in the distance, and I instantly knew up oh, that's Star Wars, that's the Star Wars theme, that's Luke Skywalker, the hero of this story, and all the weight of you know what we now know as the Star Wars story falls onto Luke Skywalker in a very poetic way that it never did when the very first film came out,
2: yeah, now it's a different context now and you know it's so amazing because we keep talking about these movies and you're talking about what Mark Hamill was saying about the his proper introductions and mm, yeah and it's like I never thought about it it's like all these years later I'm still learning things about Star Wars or seeing things about Star Wars I never thought of before
0: yeah I love listen I'm gonna listen to that whole whole video I wish it was a A podcast of some kind too but um i'm definitely gonna like queue it up on my youtube app and and listen to the whole thing uh when i get a chance because i listened to a few excerpts here and there and it was just it's fun to hear mark hamill and it's a different mark hamill than mark hamill at celebration which we've kind of all heard before we've seen him in the star wars spotlight but this is him talking to filmmakers who genuinely kind of want to know about the the making of story in terms of the film maybe not so much all the like you know, behind the scenes, fun, funny stories, which is usually what you get from Mark at uh, a Star Wars celebration or something like that.
2: Yeah, we just called them, you know, Waris Man. <laughs> we we didn't have names for
0: them. Exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, Disney Plus. It, we'll round out our news. Um, it's it's a it's a kind of a quick in and out episode, guys, this week. But I I, I do want to round out just a little piece of news because the Star Wars saga. Every film across every era is about to finally be on Disney Plus, and so I wanted to mark the occasion, folks. Mark your calendars: July uh, tenth is when Solo, a Star Wars story, comes to Disney Plus. Yay! Uh, (laughs) Wow, you don't don't sound too thrilled.
2: (laughs) Well, because I already have it, and you know, I've watched. I mean, I am thrilled about it. Mm -hmm. It's so weird because, again, you know, I have the Blu Ray, I have it on digital. And yeah, yet, I still search for it on Disney Plus and go, "Oh yeah, that, oh, right, yeah that's it's nice still on Netflix. And I yeah. have it marked on like my wish list.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're doing um, a big kind of summer movie uh, spectacular every week. They're putting out a few new major movies, and most of this is because their license is expiring on other streaming services, so they're finally coming home. Like um, the the Avengers film, not not in game, but its predecessor, which I'm blanking on for a moment. But uh, you know what I'm talking about. So Avengers came out. Now um, they've got like some of the X-Men and Fox movies. But a part of that big kind of summer um, movie schedule is getting Solo onto Disney Plus. Which, I mean, I, there have been a few times when I've searched for it. Um, but I'm just excited to have all of the Star Wars films in one place. Uh, where we can No, walk- no, no,
2: no, no, no. Not all of them. The two Ewoks movies oh are still not no. there
0: what I, man what Ewok movies <laughs> you're listening to the Star Wars Report <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing well, 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 well. yup nub commander um, you know what I've kind of wanted to do this for a while and it's it's, it's, it's cliche it's a trope I can I can admit that but I wanted to uh, rank the Star Wars films because I saw this really cool thing on Twitter. <sighs> I saw this really cool thing on Twitter, which you can go through and it you can rank all of your Star Wars films, but it does it in a different format than usual. Uh, what it does is it makes you choose this film or this film, and it goes through in order until all of your films are officially ranked. So you have to match every film against itself which i thought was brilliant i absolutely loved that uh so i you know i'm looking uh, i think i shared it on my twitter yeah at the riley guy on twitter i went ahead and went through and ranked all of mine bruce did you get the chance to rank yours uh no oh this is, well this no. is a good I, opportunity this is
2: a surprise oh great <laughs> <'Cause> Yay!
0: <laughs> you're gonna do it live on air uh, i'll shoot you the link here on skype as, as we go and then i'll go through mine because what this does it it, it um it changed up the way you think about it because normally i think of like well no this movie can't be that low on the list i would find myself ranking the films but it really takes all the thinking out of it when you normally you know go through and think about your top film so i'll i'll I'll. that's what
2: i need something where i don't have to think exactly (laughs) exactly
0: uh let's see let's see if i can find it here oh my gosh i don't think i oh here we go
2: I'm looking for your tweet. I can't find it yet. Yeah, I, it's, oh, a I it's a reply. It's a reply. Okay, I've
0: right. got mine, but don't look for mine. While I get through out, you gotta, you can go through, and uh, I shot you the link here on, on Skype, and you can rank yes. yours. It won't take you too long, because it's only 11 movies. 11 Star Wars films, not counting Clone Wars. Sorry, guys. That's fine. Live action movies. Although we... Question. First question. Does Clone Wars rank bottom if you included it? Uh, um, probably. Mm. Probably. Your answer is correct, sir. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so for me, it changed it slightly. From I don't actually have the list side by side, but I do know it, it changed it up slightly by just com- doing the one-to-one comparison and ranking them to where my number one was Empire. Number hmm. two, A New Hope. Number three, not Revenge of the Sith, which is my normal number three, Return of the Jedi. Oh, nice. Made my number three then the force awakens and normally uh return of the jedi rank under force awakens and and revenge of the sith normally but i guess was i was just kind of i just did it without thinking that's what you got to do just without thinking just click on the one you like better so you want me to do that now oh yeah man it only takes a it only takes a few minutes i'm freaking i'm freaking poor bruce Bruce out
2: (laughs) okay so i'm I'm gonna do it now Uh, do you want me to tell you what i'm clicking on i
0: i do um what i'll do (laughs) because we'll we we'll start off with it because then there'll be some rep- repetition and then I'll take over but, but greet me with your first screen hit me
2: okay so it says which movie is better I have Solo and The Rise of Skywalker hit it hit it okay but I'm not telling you what I hit right <laughs> no you can no tell me hit me oh um, uh, I said Solo
0: okay wait Solo
2: I think Solo this is, is gonna, better than Rise of Skywalker. Right,
0: we are, this is, there are already problems here with this whole thing. Uh, see, <laughs> this is why this whole, I didn't want to do this. Okay, yeah,
2: which keep, movie is better, Rogue One or The Last Jedi? Uh, mm, I'm going to say Rogue One. Mm.
0: Folks, we'll have the link to this. You can play along at uh, starsreport.com or just in the show notes uh, for your whatever podcatcher, what uh, podcasting app you're listening to. Click through at Sorta.app. You'll see the link there. Sorta, S-O-T-A.app. All right, hit me again. Okay, I'm, been, I'm, been, I'm oh, already keep, hitting uh, a bunch keep, of these. Keep going.
2: Oh, gosh. Oh. oh he's ooh. struggling here. Which movie is better, The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi? You don't know which one I picked.
0: Oh, uh, you're not telling me? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, this will be interesting. Um, uh,
2: how long is this going to take? Um,
0: it, it doesn't take too long, but while you, you can keep hitting through them while you do. What I found kind of interesting is that Force Awakens and Rogue One floated right into the center for me, where the rest of the Disney-era films kind of ranked on the lower side. Um, and Most of the Disney-era were in the bottom, bottom half to bottom third, whereas the uh, original trilogy clearly, along with, the of, along with Revenge of the Sith, made it to the top for me. All right, let me check in. How's, that, how's it going over there, Bruce?
2: I'm still working on this. Uh,
0: what's the it's taking current, me some time? <laughs> what's the current choice?:
2: Right now it says, "Which movie is better? "The Empire Strikes Back or Rogue One?"
0: Oh.: Well you better do Empire.: you, 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 Oh good. You, you answered correctly. <laughs> oh wait, I'm done. All right. All right, so you are ready to reveal. I want to hear your number one movie based on this film ranking, and then is that the expected one?
2: Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure.
0: <laughs> Nailed it. No.
2: no. Number one, which is no surprise to me, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay.
0: All right. All right.
2: Dang. And number two, which is no surprise to me, is The Empire Strikes Back.
0: Nice. Nice. That's um. Oh. Revenge of the Sith. I don't know why I've let it... Maybe I'm just going with the mainstream or something, but it's slipped over the years a little bit for me. It used to be my mm-hmm. number one with a bullet, without a doubt. But Empire and and, and A New Hope have creeped up. Uh, well, A
2: New Hope was my number three.
0: Oh, there you go, number three. I like it. N- yes. New Hope was my number two. So we're kind of we're tracking along. Is Return of the Jedi up there?
2: It is at number six.
0: Okay. Well, fortuitously, look at that. Sorry, but I interrupted. Keep, keep it. What was your number four?
2: Okay, so number three was A New Hope, so number four is Rogue One.
0: Ah, so the highest-ranked Disney era? Yes.
2: Okay. And the second-highest Disney era, at number five, this is where some people are going to freak out, The Last Jedi. Oh,
0: what? (laughs) My my second-highest, so for me, Force Awakens beat Rogue One and The Last Jedi. But for you, Rogue One- then Last Jedi, as far as the Disney era. All right, cool. Okay, all right, hit me yeah. again. So then after The Last
2: Jedi, Return of the Jedi, number six, number seven, The Force Awakens. Okay. Number eight, The Phantom Menace.
0: Okay, yep. Uh, Phantom Menace was number seven for me. So we, we overlap a lot with like one or two differences primarily. Number nine is Solo. Okay, all right. My Solo's number 10 for me. Number
2: 10, The Rise of Skywalker.
0: Wow, I floated on down,
2: man. And Attack of the Clones is <laughs> low, number eleven, which I probably would say. But some of these, I feel like I could kind of move a little here and there. I, I don't for know. sure.
0: Well, so is uh, Revenge of the Sith firmly planted in your number one spot? Do you ever see that changing?
2: Uh, I always feel like Revenge of the Sith and The Empire Strikes Back are so close yeah. at my number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, The Empire Strikes Back has always been my number one, and then Revenge of the Sith I really liked. And I just always put that as number one, just because it's just there's just so much emotion going on there. There's a lot in Empire, also, but there's just I, I just really think it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair. That's fair. I like it because like as I looked through, and I'll very quickly because I don't I don't want to bore you guys, but the my my bottom like uh, five rounded out with *Phantom Menace*, *Rise of Skywalker*. So my, *Rise of Skywalker* was number eight for me, but *Last Jedi*. Uh, ranked right under those two, which only barely, I actually struggled between those two. See, I, I thought
1: you
2: liked The Last Jedi better than that.
0: I, I really, stru- I went back and forth, and I could go either way, to be honest. Uh, Last Jedi could have been uh, above Rise of Skywalker, but Phantom Menace kind of rises a little bit with the Disney era movies, because I still have that nostalgia favorite, where it stays fr- above, in this case, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, and Solo. Um, and I just, it's just pure nostalgia, guys. It's purely what that film means to me and my personal fandom. Um, and, and that's just the the place that Phantom Menace will always have in my heart as the first Star Wars film I ever saw. And so even though I acknowledge full well a lot of its severe shortcomings, I just love that film. So, uh, And then right at the end, bottom of the pack is Solo, then... Mm attack of the clones so we're right the same
2: (laughs) and it's so funny because i really loved solo i mean i love i love attack of the i mean i love them all that's the thing sure yeah saying something's on the bottom but i mean i still love these movies every single one of them
0: yeah no absolutely i do so let me ask you which one do you think of the disney films because what's the top ranked disney one for you rogue one rogue one so let's say besides Rogue One, which do you think is going to I don't know age the best with time if you were to pick it out?
2: Ooh, wow. The age with the best. Yeah. Oh gosh. Cuz like if you uh, ask
0: for me personally the film that ages best with time is mm-hmm. weirdly The Phantom Menace. I feel like it's aged better over time for me. Well, <laughs> a, you know, when I was doing
2: way. this poll, as a, I was going and doing my votes, I did think I was favoring Phantom Menace than I used to. Yeah. Like, it has risen up on my list a little higher.
0: Yeah, and it's probably... I'm a little higher! It's it certainly culturally, I think, moved the highest. It was the most reviled, at least by media and certain segment of the, of fandom, it was the most vocally reviled and I think it's had the most room and the most growth over the years. But which one do you, what do you think is the phantom menace of the Disney era where there will be a generation of kids who are just totally in love with this movie in a way that maybe, maybe we aren't now as an adult fandom.
2: I think it's going to be the force awakens.
0: Oh yeah. I thought you were going go to go last Jedi. I'm not going to lie. So why force awakens? Cause last Jedi is the one that had the most backlash for sure. But Force Awakens, you're saying, is the one that's going to go down in time.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's because... I think it's for the same reason like The Phantom Menace. I think because of a younger generation growing up, that was like the first mm. of these.
0: Yeah. You know? It is, it's a. Def- I think it's a defining moment in kids' lives. If you were a kid in 2015, young kid, you could not have escaped Star Wars in a right. way that none of the Disney films have come close since then. For sure, for sure. Well, it's uh, we'll have the link. It's the sorta app slash q slash ten twenty three. Hard to remember that URL. Easy to remember by swiping right uh, on Apple Podcasts uh, as you're listening to the um, to the audio here, and you can click on the link. You can also find notes to everything we've talked about in this episode, episode four hundred thirty seven, uh, including the. Cool cover art for uh, Phil Shostak's Art of Mandalorian. You'll find links to the uh, Mark Hamill YouTube uh, interview with the Russo Brothers. You'll find all the links to everything we've talked about in this show. Big shout out and thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Report is where you want to be so you can catch exclusive bonus content, our uh, featured Rogue Transmissions bonus podcast every week. Uh, the last Rogue Transmissions is a recording of, well, one of the other Patreon bonu- uh, bonuses and benefits, and that is one of our Bothan High Council meetings. You can listen in as we talk all things Star Wars celebration, really mourning the passing <laughs> as a collective, um, as well as a bunch of other fun Star Wars hang in chat time. It's Star Wars and more on Rogue Transmissions exclu- exclusively. Patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Uh, and of course, our featured patron this week. And newest patron, Julian Rojas. Thanks for supporting us, man, and appreciate you joining the crew. You can do the, You can do so as well. Patreon.com/slash Star Wars Report. Follow us on social media. It's at Star Wars Report, uh, Facebook.com/slash Star Wars Report. Hit us up on Twitter. You can also find Mr. Bruce Gibson on the internet. Bruce, tell them where they can stalk you.
2: You can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex or just Admiral Rex on Instagram, and uh, you can find me on Positively Trek podcast.
0: Positively Trek, uh, check it out, folks! If you like Star Trek and you're a positive person, that's what you should be doing. I am yeah, quite exactly. Look at that. Uh, you can also find me at the Riley guy R I L E Y the Riley guy on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, catch uh, my Disney show with my buddy Aaron, it's uh, Mouse and Castle, wherever good podcasts can be found. You can find the Mouse and Castle podcast. We're going to be talking about the retheming of Splash Mountain controversy uh, yes. uh, on this week's episode. That's actually what I'm recording right after this show. I'm excited about that. So if you want to hear Disney talk from yours truly, mouseandcastlepodcast.com or just search Mouse and Castle wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening, uh, supporting the show, being a part of this community, and uh, may the force be with you. Oh, and remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. (laughs) Pep <laughs>